Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, uh, I just want to announce that I've got an exhibition that's currently running at Lennox Street Gallery in Melbourne. Uh, it's called In Situ, and it runs through till the 22nd of October. So if you're in Melbourne, uh, get down there and check it out. I've spent a year working on the uh, pieces for this show, and I'm um, really happy with how it all came out. Okay, uh, today we have part four in our series for the Art Career Academy for their course Going Pro. And today's topic is on creative evolution. And if you missed the first three parts of the Art Career Academy series, then listen to those after this episode as they're packed full with useful information to further your art career. And to give you some info on the Art Career Academy, it's a new online school that supports artists to create the art career that they desire. And I'm on the teaching staff for their course, Going Pro, alongside today's guest, Claire Bradshaw, who's a business and mindset coach. How you going, Claire? Really well. I'm excited to be here again. Ah, great to have you back. So Claire, we had a, uh, a great time running a first intake of the course a few months ago. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, it was so incredible. It was it felt so purposeful and we had such a beautiful group of human beings. So if you were one of our um, students in the first round, a big shout out to you for asking the most epic questions and really leaning into all of the content. It was such a joy. Um, and we've had such great feedback, um, so we're really, really excited to be running our next intake in November. So if you are keen to know more when we open the doors to the program, then head to artcareeracademy.com to put your name on the waitlist. Great. So, um, yeah, the topic we want to focus on today is creative evolution. And what I mean by creative evolution is the creative journey your work takes as you move throughout your art career and how your work evolves as you do. So make sure you've got a pen and paper because you don't want to miss out on anything. And we've got some great questions for you to answer about your own art at the end of the episode. So Claire, do you want to kick off the session? Yes, I would love to. So a big part of creative evolution is creative flow. And this is something that can come and go throughout our days, throughout our lives. There'll be times when we feel really, you know, on purpose, present and flowing with our creativity and other times when things can just feel a little bit more difficult. Okay. And so creativity is not something that can be forced as what happens is when we try and make something happen and force it out of ourselves, what happens is then we create a resistance and a stuckness within self. Um, it is, however, something that we can create the conditions around to allow more of the creativity to flow um, in our day-to-day -day lives. So I personally like to look at creativity like water, a water that is constantly flowing down a river. However, similar to a river, you know, there can be obstacles along the way. So, you know, in a river, there could be rocks and debris that prevent the flow of the water traveling down the river. And that's very similar to obstacles that can occur in our mind as we are working towards a specific goal or a specific body of work. So things like fears, doubts, limiting beliefs, all of these things can pop up as we are moving forwards towards where we're wanting to head. And all of these things can slow the flow or that um, the creativity. So 
what can happen is that when we get caught up in all of this mind stuff, in all of these obstacles, we can start to feel more creatively stuck. And what can happen is we can almost like stagnate in our creativity and we can feel like there's no fresh ideas, nothing's really working, nothing's really flowing. And it's very similar to like water that, you know, gets stuck by all that debris and all those rocks, that it starts to stop moving as much and stop flowing. And what can happen is then that water becomes stagnated, yeah? Um, and so by working with our mindset, and being mindful of our habits, we can start to create the right conditions to enable more of the creative juices to flow. Because if you think about it, the creativity flows through us as people. So we really need to look after ourselves and create conditions in our lives that enable more creativity to flow through us. Oh, that's so right, Claire. I, I love your analogy, the water analogies. I think there's so much as creatives that we can learn from nature. As an artist, this creative stuckness can appear in a few different ways. Like I've been there and I'm sure many of you can relate to being in the position where you've sold a few paintings in a certain style or color palette and you feel like you need to stick with that because that's what works. Or a painting that you made gets more likes on Instagram than other pictures you've posted. Um, and internally you're wanting to explore creatively and experiment a lot more, but your mind's telling you to stick with that because it's working. Yeah, so as artists, we tend to just stick with what works. Um, especially when, we're, uh, when our income relies on it uh, because, you know, to push yourself out there creatively can often be like a risky move. And, you know, what does that mean for my career? What does that mean for my livelihood? Um, so, you know, there's that big question, do I stick with what I'm doing or do I uh, express myself creatively and just go with the flow? And, you know, the answer to that is like a mixture of both. There's like gray area that sits within, the, within both of them. Um, so it's important to maintain and evolve a recognizable style because this will help you stand out in the marketplace and, and be recognized for something. Um, and also like, people won't have to really uh, find your signature to know that you made that. Like that's a really important thing with, you know, building your, I guess your, your brand of art because, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're all running small businesses. But at the same time, you need to develop a style like um, that will continue to evolve and uh, continue to keep people interested in what you're doing and also to keep yourself interested because, you know, as creatives, like the most important part to being a creative is creativity itself, where if you feel, if you stop being creative, you just turn into more of a manufacturer. Yeah, it's just a job, right? It is, it yeah. is. You're just doing, you're just repeating what works mm. and, and you, you, you know, you're just, you've, you're just pumping out a product, mm. really. You know, I like to look at this from a, a few different like analogies. Like, like one, one way is, is music. Like I'm a big fan of music and uh, you know, there's so many bands and musicians I like out there. But um, I've seen it happen with certain uh, acts where you know, they'll put out like a, an awesome album and it'd be like, wow, that album's amazing, I love it. And, um, but their next five albums will sound exactly the same. And they're sticking with what works with this formula. And what happens is that love for that first album I have, it, as each album comes out, I just find I'm just tuning out less and less and to the point where they'll release another album and I just won't even care. I won't even listen to it on Spotify to see what it's like. Um, and, and another way of looking at it is like, um, like through, the, through the lens of fashion. Like what was the height of fashion five years ago isn't necessarily on trend now. So it may come back around in some distant future. 
Um, but looking at it through today's lens, it's like seems dated and, and out of vogue. And it's the same with art. If you're constantly moving with the times and evolving your art, you won't be stuck in a time warp as something that was cool five years ago, but isn't now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as we know, the artist journey is never ending. It evolves as you do. And so this will help to keep your creative juices flowing. It will help to maintain your inspiration and excitement in the work that you're creating. And it will also keep your buyers and audience interested and curious. So as Tom said, we, we believe like it's this mixture of the two of creating a style and also allowing yourself to evolve and experiment and be curious. And that's really where the magic is. So Tom, you've been through many phases of your creative journey. Can you explain some of the key points along your evolution today to help put all of this into context? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I've been on uh, a roller coaster ride creatively, and um, you know, I started out painting graffiti, which uh, was heaps of fun. Um, but you know, it didn't seem it, there was no career in it for me. It was just, it was. I guess a hobby, a pastime, a passion. It was just something I, I love to do. Uh, and, you know, over time I got sort of sick of just painting the same letters over and over again and just felt a bit stagnant with just going through the motions. You had been doing it for, for years and years. And then over time I started to bring more characters into my work and started to, you know, sort of put the letters aside a bit more and focus more on um, painting characters on the street. But what I was doing, I was, I was approaching them with a graffiti mindset. So I, I, I didn't quit graffiti altogether. I just sort of changed the shapes. That's how I looked at it. Um, but then uh, over time, I, I started to get more and more interested in, in pursuing an art career. Like I wasn't ready to just dive in and have an art career or anything, but just the idea of starting to build something that wasn't... Um, like that wasn't so street based and something that you could, like to create a product that I could actually sell, like, you know, canvases and things and start having exhibitions. Um, so that led me to, to start to draw from observation to see what else I can bring into my art. Um, and this drawing from observation, I felt like I started to develop a completely different style for myself. And it brought up a lot of um, insecurities for me because, you know, I was thinking, oh, is anyone gonna recognize me for this? Um, you know, do I change my name and have one name for this and another name for my street works? And oh, it was, it did my head in really. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Um, you know, but after a while I ended up taking, you know, my characters and the, the style that I developed through all my drawings into the studio and started to develop paintings and then realized, you know what, this is all me and this is just who I am. Um, and I felt that if I, did it enough that people would just accept me for who I am and say, oh, sometimes he does this, sometimes he does that. And that's pretty much what ended up happening for me. But then, um, you know, I went through another evolution over COVID time. Um, I started studying art history and I started bringing more um, traditional art into my art. And once again, I thought, oh, people have always associated me with this, you know, street aesthetic to my artwork. And I thought, is this gonna, dilute that? Am I going to become boring? Um, am I going to just blend in with the crowd as if, you know, like, and just disappear? Um, and what I realized is that wasn't necessarily the case because what I was doing is I was applying, you know, like impressionist techniques and, uh, you know, more tone and shading and things I was like learning through studying art history. 
um, but I was still doing it with the street aesthetic. So what I was actually do it, doing was um, something that isn't as popular in the marketplace. I, I started to craft my own own vibe with traditional art, and then even now, like well, you know, I'm living uh, in a rural location these days, and I'm starting to bring more like landscapes and nature paintings into my artwork, and and it's so far removed from graffiti but if you look at the the finished product you can see the lineage from graffiti in there i use spray paint in there and there's there's splatters and drips and overspray and all things that you know i really loved about painting on the streets so even though i've moved through all these different areas of my art and it has been a very uncomfortable journey i haven't abandoned any of my previous styles and i'm free to return to any of them at any time i've actually um I've stayed true to who I am as an artist and, and made sure that there's a lineage there. There's a lot of um, artists throughout art history and current big names in the industry who you can really see this within their work as well once you really become aware of this concept. Isn't that right, Tom? Yeah, like um, like one example that comes to mind is, is Damien Hirst. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of his work and I, I love his boldness and his um, his confidence and he's, he's very brave with his artwork. And... Um, you know, like uh, I was looking at his dot paintings, which he's really well known for, uh, and he's sort of tried out lots of different things with them, and they they they're not all recognisable as his dot paintings, but you can see the um, lineage from them. Like anyone who's not familiar with Damien Hirst, I recommend you jump on Google and Google him, and you'll see what I mean. Like he has these uh, gridded, uh, you know, uniform dot paintings that he'd been doing for years, and then he started to you know abstract them and um you know like break the grid and then he started doing them all um you know like splodgy and like splattery and 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 just doing them in different ways but he he then um you know even evolved into doing his like pill cabinets which i see as like a sculptural form of his dot paintings and he also did his um spin paintings which i i consider to be like his dot paintings exploded um and even today you can see him he does all different paints all different um, subject matters but then he finishes it by throwing big blobs of paint at his paintings and it's sort of like you know bringing those dot paintings into whatever he does but you know and there's also like don't forget how brave he's been to sort of sidestep all of that and then do his formaldehyde animals and uh you know his landscape paintings and and all sorts of things he's like he's a very bold artist who's not afraid to um you know express himself creatively and uh and just see what's out there for him. Yet at the same time, he, he always returns to the dot paintings in one form or another. Yeah, and I think this is really how we can stay true to who we are and then in turn create artwork that's truly unique because it's coming from a number of different influences. Um, and it also helps us to stay inspired and keep our audience interested and excited and guessing about what it is that we'll be doing next. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to kill off each past version of your art. It's an evolution, not revolution. People want to be familiar with your work and follow your journey. And this in turn builds trust and loyal followers and buyers um, towards your artwork. So let's look at how we can put all of this into practice so that you walk away with something that you can start to implement now and to create those right conditions in the day-to-day -day that will really help you to maintain that creative flow through your personal habits and creative practices so you can continue to evolve creatively. So firstly, 
And this is something that we teach um, in, the, um, in our course, Going Pro, which is um, about starting off with some of the mindset pieces first, right? Because as we spoke about before, um, you know, as the artist, you are the person creating this work. So actually doing some, some of this inner work is really important as well. So having a growth mindset, adopting the attitudes of being observant in your day to day, being curious and open for inspiration really sets up everything to allow more creative flow to flow through you. Um, some other ways in which you can really start to create those right conditions and allow the creativity to flow. One of them is journaling. So things like free writing and morning pages. If you're familiar with Julia Cameron, who wrote the book, The Artist's Way, then you'll know what I'm talking about. If this is something that appeals to you, definitely check out that book. It's really incredible practice that you can start to inc incorporate to allow things to flow. Um, spending time in nature and bodies of water, so, so important, helps you to come out of the busyness of the mind, out of fears, out of worries, and really into the present moment. And then other things like moving your body, actually that form of moving your physical form helps to move and untangle any creative stagnation. And the last thing is having a shower, a bath, or a swim when you feel creatively stuck. So getting into bodies of water is really great for allowing ourselves to get more of that flow. Water is flowing. And something that Tom does um, quite often is that when he's feeling like he's got, you know, something going on in his mind or he's feeling like I just needed more of a burst of creativity or something, doing something like going for a swim in the ocean, um, not only is it deeply healing, but it also helps to create the right condition for more of that creativity to flow. So true. I feel that water keeps coming up in this podcast. Yes. Uh, very well, uh, very linked with uh, flow and creativity. 100%. Yeah. So another thing that I do a lot is I, I take a lot of photos um, just around. I'm always just looking around and, and taking photos with my phone. And, you know, as all of us, or most of us these days have smartphones with a camera on them, uh, I think it's a very useful tool to have in your pocket because... You can't always, uh, you know, pull out pen and paper and, and draw and stuff at, like right then and there. But you, you know, there's you can always find a second or two just to quickly snap off a photo, and uh, then you've got some reference in your in your pocket for when you are ready to sit down and get creative. Another thing is like to use Pinterest folders and um, you know have a daily drawing practice, uh, which I've preached for years on this podcast and um, I recommend listening back to um, the podcast episodes uh, the ACA one 155 and the daily drawing one which is uh, episode 101 alrighty so um so let's put all of this into action so if you're feeling creatively stagnant and want to evolve your art then grab a pen and paper and write down what comes to mind when asked these three questions all right question number one uh, creatively where would you say you're at right now are you in flow are you unsure? Are you stuck? Like what comes to mind for you? And, um, you know, write as much as you want on this subject. Okay, question number two. What would be your focus for the next six months? Like, are you going to focus on development and evolution of your current style? Or are you going to experiment outside of your current subject matter? Or are you going to do a fusion of both? Like I recommend writing as much as you can about this and even just jotting down any ideas you've got, like things you've had it like floating around in your mind thinking, I want to explore that, but you just haven't really got to yet. I recommend um, 
you know, like now's the time to sort of set an action plan and start start really implementing those things. And, you know, it's no point, uh, an idea in your mind is just an idea. It's when you actually bring it out into reality that it really becomes something. Okay, um, and finally, question number three, like what practices will you implement that will support you to be inspired and support your style development? Like these could be the practices we mentioned before, or it could be something entirely different. Um, just jot down and, and think about what works for you, you know, because we've all got different things that uh, work for us, you know, and we might say one thing, but it doesn't mean that that's going to really work for you in your lifestyle. So, um, yeah, just think about what works for you and also what brings you enjoyment because, you know, the best way to be creative is to really enjoy yourself and not feel mm -hmm. that, that it's going to be a chore. So enjoy taking action and implementing on what you have learned in this podcast and really hope and trust that you've got so much value from this. And before we really wrap up today, I just want to take a moment to say a special thank you to today's sponsor that has made this podcast possible. And that's the Art Career Academy, which is a new online school for the career artist. This academy supports artists to build the career that they desire. So if you're frustrated in not knowing how to build your art career and you feel you want to feel confident and clear on the pathway forward and experience creative and financial growth to support your sustainable life as an artist, then head to artcareeracademy.com to express your interest and go on the waiting list for our November live intake. The numbers are going to be limited, so if you are keen, don't miss out. Pop your name down and you'll find out all of the information soon. All right. Well, um, thanks again for coming on the podcast, Claire. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And I um, always get a lot of feedback on these episodes we're doing. So, um, you know, I really like uh, hearing back from everyone uh, and getting their feedback on these episodes because it just helps us, um, you know, think about what to talk, talk about next and... Um, you know, we really love guiding artists through their creative journey. 100%. And, uh, and I personally get a lot out of doing this as well because it make, helps me to check in with how I'm showing up creatively. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And if there is anything that you would love us to cover off and talk to specifically, then do let us know as well. Send an email to Tom via the, um, what's your email address? Uh, benchtalkpod at gmail.com. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you. All right. Uh, thanks again and um, yeah, we'll see you next time.